Blog Talk Radio. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outsiders Boxing Podcast midweek show coming at you in full. Effect. We got a pretty surprising good weekend of boxing coming on, and I've been saying that a lot of lately. We haven't had any mega mega fights yet. I think we're saving that for next weekend. But 2019 has been so far so good. And in the words of Pete. TV season is amongst us. It has come. And this weekend, it kicks it off hard. Well, it hasn't kicked it off, but this is where we're getting into the real deal. Porter versus Yugas on Fox. Um, on that fight, we've got, uh, you know, we usually don't talk about the bum fights, but we've got Fumfar versus Rodriguez. And also on that card, somebody that that the casual fan has been put on to. Uh, somebody that the guy that um, had a grown man walk out the ring, the Nigerian nightmare, Efe at Jagba. I don't know how to say that nigga name. But he's fighting the old-ass Amir Mansour also on that card. And Jagba has been knocking boys out Wilder style, but not even he's. It doesn't look like he was fighting the bums that Wilder was fighting. I think he's like nine and zero, eight KOs. The only KO he didn't get is when the guy said, "Nah, fuck this." So we got him fighting. Also, you know the zone they always give us. They always give us something. We got Dimitri Bivo versus the great white working class man Joe Smith Jr. Bebo, uh, 15-0, 11-KOs, putting this WBA light heavyweight championship up against Joe Smith Jr. We all know Joe Smith took my boy out the game, out the ring, out the game, however you want to say it. But that might be a good fight, probably not. But also on that same card, we've got one of my guys, Maurice Hooker, putting his WBO Jr. welterweight title up against Mikael Lesperi, whoever he is, 21-0 and 1, 10 KOs. We'll see how that goes. Lot to talk about it. Dylan White, I'd like to talk about Dylan White, the top rank. WBC orders Wilder Brazil. I think also there's another fight. There's other fights coming on on Saturday, I think. Yarde is, I mean, on Friday, Yarde is fighting, and then the other U.K. guy, um, 
D.D., I think his name, I forgot what his name was, Du Bois. I think his name is Du Bois. He's fighting on Saturday, on Friday also. Um, I think that's a pretty good card. Yarde and Du Bois on a fight, two young up-and-coming heavyweights. I think that's a pretty good fight. Uh, well, pretty good fighting card. Well, I don't know who the hell they're fighting, but two guys up-and-coming heavyweights fighting on the same show on Friday just to give us a little taste before we get to the main event on Saturday. So, got a lot to talk about. Still hammer is he coming back? May Pack 2, that's Mayweather Pacquiao 2 being discussed. Wilder saying Fury ducked him. He offered him 50-50 split. Fury didn't want any. That's letting me know it ain't going down. But let me take it to my co-host for this evening. Just got a text from RC. He all of a sudden had an emergency dinner that he didn't know about. But, of course, I'm taking it to my man in Inglewood, the man who started PBC season, the man who told you it was coming. It's here out there in Inglewood. JP, what's popping, my man? What's good with your family? Um, man, happy. PB season, PBC season is amongst us. It's here now. So it's kicking off, and it should take us all the way through spring into the summer and into fall. So very excited. The weekend of fights is underrated. I'll start by saying that. The weekend of fights we got coming up <clears throat> If you're a hardcore, you should definitely be excited. But I don't consider myself a full hardcore. I'm like a medium hard, kind of like I like uh, a steak. I'm like a medium well, you know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's kind of how I – Medium uh, hard, that's after you already the bus one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's usually not good enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> not good enough, though. But, um, yeah, man. PBC season is amongst us. Very good weekend of fights coming up. I also want to add that DAZN, as of now, still has not made me get a subscription. They ain't even made me reach out to the homies for their credentials. DAZN has not done that yet. So, and, and, and speaking so you still, that you're still on that 30-day trial? Man, I ain't even get the 30-day. I they made me want it. Who who I'm supposed to oh, have? They who made fought you over there? Okay. No, that's what saying. I'm saying. They they have not forced my hand. There's been many nights where I said I'm not getting like the last uh, Canelo Triple G fight. I wasn't supposed to buy that fight. I was like I'm not spending a hundred dollars on this fight. And then it was fight night. And I told wife go on and order it. I've done that many times, but. <clears throat> The zone has not forced me. ESPN has forced me to get ESPN Plus because they, they got stuff that you just have to see. If you're a real fan, you're going to have to see it. I've been forced to seek show, Showtime subscriptions. The zone has not made me do a damn thing yet. Um, I do want to add that the, the ridicule, the amount of ridicule that we're seeing towards the zone for putting on these week-after-week subpar-ass uh, fight events, they're not receiving any ridicule. Nothing near in the ballpark that PBC was, and the PBC was giving us way better fights. So, you know, 
shout to Al, you know, and and I and I'm and I'm getting petty. I'm on my petty shit. Let me put on my petty hat. Um, on your petty coat. Go petty. ahead. Yeah, I'm petty. Look, man, Al took a lot of heat, and they they tried to kill this thing. They they uh, top rank and um, Golden Boy Promotions collaborated to try to put this thing out of business. There's been a whole uh, sect of fans for years banging on this thing. You got some of the most well-known pundits in the sport, Steve Kim, Kim namingly, uh, going out of their way. That whole little situation over there, um, leaving in the ring and all those guys, and all the guys, all the guys on that side, that whole side, have gone out of their way tricking fans and trying to direct narrative. And we're still here. It's still strong. The brand is still strong and it's about to be growing because you ain't got no choice but to fuck with it right now. I'm ranting Willa, but I'm done now. Uh, it's all good. Hey, we know that you're excited about this PVC season and, and I am too. And you're right. But I think why people don't, get on the zone's ass because nobody has it and they're just doing these UK fights. They're just now coming over to America, you know, with Joshua coming over now and I guess uh Maurice Hooker. And uh and even and even what's my man's name? Um that's fighting Canelo. They've got him uh Jacobs and Canelo. So I think they're just they've got the bigger names. We'll see what they do. But uh but yeah I think I like yeah that. you're right. They're not getting they yeah, that fight might be the first that forces my hand, and it's because so I'm a Canelo fan. Day. Yeah, I'm a Canelo fan as as well as I think this is a good matchup. I don't think Canelo's going to nearly blow through the guy. That said, I don't think there's any way he could possibly win on the card. So, touche. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll de- we'll definitely get be talking about that when that comes up. But let's go ahead and take it to the other side of the great nation of uh the United States. To my man Janelle out there in NY. Janelle, Janelle what's popping man? What's going on? You excited for the PBC season coming up, man? Of course, of course, man. You know I'm a diehard. I am you know, I mean it is what it is. I'm 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 looking forward to it, man. I mean, I mean, ultimately, you got some big fights coming up with Canelo, Jacobs. You got Spence, uh, uh, Garcia. You got some big matches right around the corner, man. I'm excited. Hey, you're going to that Spence-Garcia fight? I meant to ask you that. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'll be out there. So who else is going there? My dad. I ain't even get my tickets. Oh, I don't. Yet. I've been so busy. Yeah, I ain't got. Man, no, I got my tickets when it first dude. came out. Willa, what's the um, what's the like the going rate of the rooms around that area? Is that I, I assume that's like a downtown conventional area? Well, it's I mean, shit. I have uh, I'm staying downtown Dallas, but that's probably like twenty minutes away. Like where they are, they're in Arlington, so it's not Dallas; it's Arlington, so it's another place. I don't. There's no downtown Arlington, but that's like that's where all the uh, that's where the stadium is and the Six Flags and all that. So it's probably a little. Probably might cost, but I mean, Six Flags is down. Now. I don't know. I have no idea. My brother works at. So the let me. Thing, so one I more question for you: Is there a chance I could see out there in Texas my first Confederate flag swinging, hanging in 
flowing in the wind somewhere? Uh, from Dallas to there, probably not. But you could. You never really know. But yeah, that's the inner city. You're in the city. That ain't people in the city ain't doing that. Somebody might come, might be going to the city, but I doubt it. It ain't like that. And what every man wants to know, every man who's going, even us married dudes, and I'm speaking for the married dudes, and I'm a married dude who's probably coming out there. But the hoes looking like Willa. Oh, they're looking good. The butts are nice. You know, it's gonna be a, a, a good, a good mixture. You know, it's gonna be a lot of uh, 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 Hispanic hoes, but not the kind Hispanic women. A lot of Mexican women, but not the kind that you're used to. These are a different kind of Hispanics. These are Tex-Mex. So it's a little Tex-Mex feel. A lot of Selena's out here. You know, big booties. Yeah. Dallas is a little more Texas. bougie though than the H. Yeah. So a lot everybody gonna be okay. wearing, you know, designer gear. In Dallas, that's more of a designer place. In Houston, we laid back, so it is what it is. But let, let's get to the fights. You know, Janelle said a lot of fights are getting ready to pop off, and a lot of good fights are coming. And there has there's a great fight this weekend. Sean Porter, 29-2, 17 KOs, putting his WBC welterweight title up against your your Dennis, I don't know how to say his name, but you guys, your Dennis, you guys. Um, this is a fight that a lot of people are looking forward to. A lot of people, you know, after fighting Berto, Granados, Thurman, think about this. You know, my guy has fought Broner, Thurman, Berto, Granados, Garcia. I'm talking about Sean Porter. You know, God is fighting the best of the best. When people say he fought Kelbrook two fights before that, before he fought um, Broner, we're talking about a guy who fights and who who fights all the time. And when he took the you guys fight, I was I was sort of surprised because he just come off a unanimous decision tough fight against Danny Garcia for that uh, vacant WBC belt from uh, that Keith Thurman had to drop. And I thought maybe you know he got the belt. Maybe he would, you know, take a take a fight off. You know, like I usually say, when somebody has a hard fight, go ahead and take it off. Go ahead and take the next fight off. Get you a showcase in. Go to your hometown. Uh, go to your hometown of uh, of of Ohio and fight. You know, do something like that. But he didn't. He said he's fighting the best, and he took on uh, the number one contender, I believe, uh, your Dennis, you guys. You guys um, is uh, twenty three and three, eleven KOs. His last fight, he lost to Amir Aman in a two thousand fourteen uh, unanimous decision, and he lost a split decision to Robles. Don't really know who that is, and lost a split decision to Johnny Garcia. But since then, he's been giving boys work. His last light, his last loss was uh, five years ago. Um, Coming off a win against uh, Baranuvo and Batiste. He's an all right fighter. Um, Cuban. But I don't think he's got what it takes to give Porter any kind of uh, any kind of work. Like we like we were saying last week, like we saw these Cuban fighters, 
when it comes down to it, they, they like to run, they like to move, and, and you guys is no exception. Um, Porter is too much. Guys like Porter, I think beat Cuban guys like this 10 times out of 10. Um, I know I got Seattle signed last, last show. He said that he picked you guys. That was his big win. Uh, that was his big thing. But remember, he also picked um, DeGale to win. So he's a that he's a he's one of those type of guys. Like him or not, Sean Porter is a bruiser. He's gonna he's rarely out of shape. In fact, I've only seen him out of shape one time. I think this might be easy work. Even though I think it's a good fight, I think you guys is is a good fighter. This might turn into easy work. I can see you guys fighting them off for three or four rounds. And then tiring Wilson away and losing like he's done uh, plenty of times before. Well, not plenty of times, like he's done three times before. So even though this is a good fight, people will be picking you guys. But I believe this is going to turn into easy work at the end of the day. JP, how do you see the first – well, not the first. How do you see this fight, the headlining fight to start off PBC going – uh, give us your prediction and uh, how interested you are in the fight. Okay. Well, I've seen Ugas, Jordanis, is I guess that's how I'd say it, fight three times. Uh, no, two. Let's make that two. So I, w- I was interested in taking a look at his box rack here. So he's lost to Amiri Mom. Amiri Mom. Now, this is a Amiri Mom in. 2014, and he also lost before that to someone by the name of Emmanuel Robles. Okay, and then before that, the third fight of mention that you mentioned lost Johnny Garcia. Those are guys we don't know of. <clears throat> uh, so since he's done a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fight winning streak, and of that nine, we got Delorme on there. I always thought Delorme was pretty skilled. You feel me? Uh, but never really, I don't know, Delorme is a strange fighter. But after that, Nelson, Lara, uh, really nobody of name, man. So it's interesting because when I look at the uh, the Ugas I've seen fight, he looks like high motor, high output, really good conditioning, um, tough. And he looks like he's going to be in Porter. And, and if my prediction would be that he would be in Porter's face all night. Now, you do see fighters like this who you'd consider late bloomers. Now, in 2014, you also consider that Amiri Mom was a highly touted prospect. And I don't know what happened to Amiri Mom, but we all thought Amiri Mom at that time was the truth. So, I don't know what happened to him since. That's a that's a story for another day. But I, there's nobody on this win streak that Ugas has been on that I can point to and say, you know what, he is solid because he beat that guy. And that was what worries me. But by the optics, by the eye test, to me it looks like Ugas is about to give Sean Porter fucking hell. It looks like, like he's bigger than Sean Porter, longer than Sean Porter. Um, 
as athletic as Sean Porter. So the, the caveat here for Sean Porter, Sean Porter to be dominant, is that we see Sean Porter outbox him, right? Because I don't think we think that Sean Porter is going to rough this dude up and do a Sean Porter on him. You know, I don't think we, I do. we see Sean Porter, really, you see him Sean Portering on him, huh? That's all he's got. No, Sean Porter. I against, mean, against Danny Garcia, I guess he did show a little exactly. more. But against less skilled but, fighters, Sean Porter is the better boxer. Sean Porter can actually box, man. Don't underrate that against less guys less skilled than him, but guys he deems more skilled, he gonna do the Sean Porter on them. And that's great to have both those um, those things in your toolbox to reach for when need be. But I don't think that we think. I don't think that Ugas, I don't think that Porter is physically, uh, and I'm just saying what I've seen by the eyes, but this this box wreck does not lend itself for me to give me the pedestal to say, hey, you know what, Ugas is, is solid because look at this. But by my eyes, my eyes have told me Ugas looks big, strong, and, you know, conditioned and tough. So in the story here, I'm going to have to split somewhere down the middle with my eyes and my brain. And since we ain't fence riding over here on Outsiders Podcast, um, uh, I'm going to have to ride the fence a little. I'm going to have to just say I predict the hell of a fight. I predict the hell of a fight, a tough fight for Sean Porter. That's what I predict. That's what I'm going to have to say. Uh, I'm going to call it. Of course, I'm going to give it to Sean Porter. He's a house fighter here. Um, Ugas, where what's where's he from? What's his country? Cuba. De- Cuba. You we we talked yeah. about this last week. There's no money behind him, and it's not to say it ain't a lot of money behind Sean Porter because it's not. But there's Sean Porter has far more uh, cachet, status, notoriety than Udonis Ugas going forward, and you can pair Sean Porter with quite a few guys. And still, and Ugas could still go on and be a, a, a good, tough, hard fight for any of these guys in the division. Uh, like I said, though, I'm going to just digress at the point where I'm going to say that it's going to be a hell of a fight and a tough one for Sean Porter, but I predict Sean Porter get the win. Well, definitely. I think I think we saw the type of fight we're, we're going to see to some point last week when we saw Laura fight uh, – Dagnado or whatever, whatever the hell his name was, guy coming. I think it's gonna be the same type of deal. I don't think he's gonna be able to fight him off. You're right. You guys is long. He uses that jab. He looks like he's very skilled, but he lost to Amir Mon. And Amir Mon, people were liking him. If I'm correct, JP, Amir Mon had the braids, right? He had the Dookie rolls. I, yeah, I always the corn rolls and. Granados knocked yeah, him he, off, but up until that time, man, that motherfucker was looking like the truth. He was looking like the baby truth, but to me, he it was always something about Amir Iman. Looked like he might have, like his wrist might have been just a little limp, and that's why he really couldn't get to that next level. But that's just me, so I never really was on him. Um, but I think uh, Janelle just went off, so we could just talk about the next fight. Uh, from Forrest fighting Edwin Rodriguez in the Cruiserweight fight, 10 rounds, nobody really cares. But what I'm really interested in, JP, this guy, Efe 
Ajagba. Do you remember this guy? This is the guy that the one guy, once the ring started, he he went out the ring because this guy's been punishing boys left and right. Do you remember, do you remember that guy? Remember that happening? Yeah, yeah, I remember it. So the funny thing is, you know, I went to the trap the other day to get a satchel, correct? And my and my man is telling me, hey, have you heard about this 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 uh this guy from fighting out of Houston? And I'm like, what? Out of Houston? And he's like, yeah, yeah, big African guy. He chilling, boys. He about to be the next Wilder. I'm like, huh? I don't even like. He, he gave me that. I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, he killed a guy in the ring. I don't think that really happened, but I think that might be this this myth that they've got because if you type it up, um. On Google, it it pops up, kills somebody in the ring, but I don't know if he actually did. I couldn't really find the real evidence of that. But it's, he's got this kind of myth going on, and I think he's from the H, or he's from somewhere around here. So people are sort of, you know, there's a lot of talk about him. So no doubt I was watching his highlights on Wednesday. I think this was Wednesday or Tuesday. So I'm watching him. I'm like, all right, this guy, he's, he's giving boys the blues. Heavy-handed, he's knocking boys out. But I don't know if he's that good. We're gonna see. He's fighting Amir Mansoor. If I'm if I'm correct about the story of Amir Mansoor, he went to prison for a while, came back. He's trying to give boys the blues. He fought Brazil not too long ago. Almost took him, took him out, but then got knocked out, and then he's lost his last fight. But um, do you have any interest in the Nigerian nightmare? Have you heard about him? Or well, are you like me, you know, with nine fights, you haven't really paid attention to them at all? Man, I've certainly paid attention. F.A. Ajagba. So, I, like you, I got intrigued when that footage came out when the old boy, as soon as they rung the bell, he was like, uh, nah, I'm good. Out of here. So, I got, you know, I'm curious now. So, I dig in a bit. So what I come across is his workout video. And, man, when I tell you something, that motherfucker working out, Jack, like nonstop flipping tires, push-ups, all kind of shit for, like, just nonstop, though. Like, you know, just walk to the next routine, next exercise, next exercise. So, you know, for those of you out there listening who's not up on game with this guy, he's very Deontay Wilder looking. He has the Deontay Wilder dimensions. He's a dark, tall, lean, heavyweight. Um, obviously, you his name, F.A. Ajagba, leads you to believe he's some kind of African or something of that nature. I hate to be. Nigerian. Uh, he's okay, a Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I, don't, I missed that. So, yeah, so he's African. So I'm Nigerian to be specific, but like Willis said, they, he knocking cats out, but where I got, I don't, I don't know who he's fought yet. You know, I, I'm not looking at his box wreck and I'm pretty sure there's probably not nothing of much name. And also what I've heard is, Hey guys, is not looking to get in the ring with him, but you know, the, the visual that you have of him is basically Deontay Wilder. I mean, they both real dark skinned brothers, so, you know, as far as – I don't want to go too far with shit like that, but <clears throat> the image is Deontay. Look at a complete Deontay, about the same height, same lean type of build, uh, and apparently the same thudding power. But his where I'm sold at is watching that damn workout video. I haven't seen a lot of 
I'm not going to sit here and say I've seen tons of boxers work out, but uh, I've seen some. And they ain't even in this guy's ballpark. He's working out, y'all. And um, as far as, you know, his, um, I guess, the legend that follows or uh, his persona at at this moment, he's highly feared. So F.A. Ajagba, and also to get on to my boy, like you mentioned, out of the pen, the Pinta, the motherfucking uh, Bricks, all the other names that you have for it, the Jail, Amir Mansour, out, one of those old stories. Remember we had, uh, what was my name, my cat's name, uh, Dewey, Dewey something or other, fought, fought on ESPN out of jail. Uh, anyway, but... um. Amir Mansour, hard-hitting, right-handed guy, great measuring stick, and a great fight to put on. I'm sure this fight will make TV because it's about time to start debuting this guy and uh, building around him. And I think he's going to have a lot of mystique around him. You know, you already got Deontay, and he's right in that mold. It's going to be weird. But um, Amir Mansour, a great measuring stick. Uh, Like you mentioned, Gave Dominic Brazil hell. I just think uh, if Amir Mansour was the same age and the same size, he'd have killed Dominic Brazil. But he did, uh, you know, really hurt him with a right hand. Amir Mansour, you know, he catch you with a right hand, you're going to be hurt. So I think he's a great measuring stick for this kid. I do expect him to hurt Amir and get him out of there uh, before the fifth. But, um, yeah, F.A. Jogba, man, um, going to be exciting to see him come along. Um, all this power, got the look, going to be fun. Good for boxing. Yeah, I think I think it is. About, so my boy, he texts me because I text him like, hey, man, this guy's going to be fighting. You know, funny, this guy's going to be fighting on Saturday. And he was like, is he going is he, is he to fight anybody? And I said, well, he's not really fighting anybody, but he will. his chin will get tested. So I watched I – watched, um, my man's fight. So all this guy's fights are usually one round. The the one that didn't go to the first round, I think it was, I don't know who it was. <laughs> Some guy. He, uh, it wasn't Travis Kaufman. No, I'm looking at the wrong one. I'm sorry about that. Well, I fight, I saw him fight this, uh, this Hispanic guy and he was getting, he was getting touched. He was getting touched. He was getting touched a lot. He was getting touched by a guy. It was a big dude, so I don't know if his chin. We're going to see. He's going to get caught. Mansoor is probably going to come out like he did against Brazil and go full bore for about about five, five minutes. For about yeah. a, a, a round and a half, he's going to give it all he has. And this guy was getting caught. You know, you say he's Deontay Wilder light, and that's just because his look. He's, I think he's probably like mm-hmm. 20 or 30 pounds heavier. He's real – he's a bigger dude, but uh, but he's also slow. He reminds me a lot of Anthony Joshua, but not even that skilled. Just watching – because I actually watched him. Like, I sat down and I watched mm-hmm. one of his fights, and it was like he was getting caught. looked like he was too slow, but it's also very early. He's 24 years old. He's got a lot – he's got a long way to go, so. I'll be definitely checking that one out. I believe that will they'll probably start the night off. So, you know, they'll be pretty good. And also, 
JP, since we're talking about the heavyweight division of these young heavyweights, any uh, interest in Daniel Du Bois or this guy Yarde? <laughs> Anthony Yarde or uh, Daniel Du Bois? Anthony Yard and Daniel Dubois. <laughs> you ain't using the right uh, enunciation on them boys. Them is UK boys. You got to, the boys is Dubois. You got to say that. Dubois, shit. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Yard. But uh, both of them dudes is ripped and huge. So their looks intrigue me and no homo. But, like, when you see a big ripped dude who boxes, of them ripped up type of guys, you, you intrigue like, oh, this ripped guy can probably hit hard or whatever it be. But <clears throat> both these dudes, Dubois, Yard, very, very interested in. Both the dudes are uh, like we, what's going to become um, a staple here at the uh, Outsiders Boxing Podcast, um, lift apart all-stars, both of them. And so is F.A. Ajagba. But them, all three of these dudes have looked apart all-stars. Dubois, Yard, Ajaba, they all looked apart now. You know, looks can be deceiving, as they say. But we'll see. Um, are they they're, – they're fighting? That's going to be a hell of a no, fight. That's no, 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 no. They're not oh. They're not fighting. They're just on the same card. Oh, yeah. So the boys – they're over there in the U.K. The boys is on the uh, – the boys is fighting – uh, Razan Dubois. Hey, I'm I'm American. The boys, though, and Yarde. <laughs> this nigga's Yarde is uh, this boy's out here. He's uh, yeah, isn't it W? Whatever the guy's name, the boys. Dog. That's what we say, man. Black history. It's the, the boys. Yeah, and Yarde. This boy is the this boy's Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, the boys. Yeah, with cornrows. It's the boy, yeah. man. <laughs> the boys. Nobody yeah, says the boy, dog. What is my man's name? W. B. Du Bois, dog. Come on, man. <laughs> you are so yeah. But, I ain't worried about it. Yeah. Yarday, this nigga's uh, Jamaican, dog. That's Yarday. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know guy. he was Jamaican. So I, I didn't know he was well, Jamaican. Not, yeah, so I don't I'm... know where he's from. I'm just saying, Yarday, isn't that? That is Jamaican, I thought. Oh, shit. I don't even know. But, uh,. I don't know if he, I hope he's not Jamaican because that's going to make me think, le- oh, no, and I think less of him. Think less of him as a fighter, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you a couple things. Jamaican fighters can't fight. There's been a few. I mean, Lennox Lewis is the only one, and he's a U.K. No. trans. You know, it ain't like he was a, in Jamaica fighting. Um, don't never think about no Dominican fighters too much. And even our good, you know, Puerto Ricans have a long lineage of good fighters, but, you know, here nor there. But I'm going to tell you, Dominican fighters, African fighters are really shoddy, and, you know, I'm getting off. I'm not going down a good avenue here, Willa, but look, I like both those guys. Yeah, they're both U.K. guys. They're both born and, born and raised in the U.K., U.K. brothers. The boy, the boys, they both have. Uh, I think a yardage is seventeen and zero with sixteen knockouts. The boys is nine and zero, eight knockouts. So obviously he's the headliner. So obviously he's getting a little more, like, a little more love. And I think that's because I could. I don't know. I ain't gonna say it. I don't. I don't really know. So, well, also 
on Saturday. We got another fight the zone. We got two fights, two belts up on the line. You got Dimitri Bevo versus Joe Smith Jr. Um, we all remember Joe Smith Jr. for putting in that work on my man uh, Bernard Hopkins, knocking him out the ring. And I think Joe Smith Jr. finally, I think he was working construction then. I wonder if he's really going to be out here um, boxing. But he's coming off a loss. He lost to Sullivan Barrera, unanimous decision. Well, he's not coming off a loss, but that was his only loss. 24-2. and two. I'm saying only loss. He's 24-2 and two with 20 knockouts. His last loss was against Sullivan Barrera. His biggest win, again, was against Bernard, uh, Bernard Hopkins. He knocked out Funfaro, who was fighting on the other card. And he has a, another loss in 2010 to somebody that was early in his career. So, <clears throat> Joe Smith Jr., <clears throat> I think he's in for probably a rude awakening. Dimitri Bebo. Well, I say that, you know, it depends on how big. I, I wish I would have watched a, like the, the face-off or something. Look, I want to see how big Joe Smith Jr. is compared to Bebo. Because if you remember, Bebo's been, he he was knocking boys out, right? And then when he was supposed, he was supposed to fight, <sighs> I forgot, he was supposed to fight somebody, and they called him out on the drug test, and he wouldn't take the drug test. And since then, he's only been hitting boys with unanimous decisions. Chalimba and also uh, John Pascal, who he looked like he was going to knock out early, but his strength just died off. Um, but he's very skilled. <clears throat> he's very, you know, he, he's, he's got combinations. He looks good in the ring. Just doesn't seem like his power has been the same ever since. He's supposed to fight. I forgot who that was. Was it – what are they? They're light heavyweight. Who is he supposed to fight? He was supposed to fight somebody. He didn't want it. Well, he wanted it, but they he didn't want to take the drug test. So, Bebo, Joe Smith Jr., I'm not – you know, I don't know who to pick. I like Joe Smith Jr., uh, all-American white guy, hardworking. Like we said, he's out there doing construction work. On Wednesday, on, on Monday through uh, Friday, and he's training to knock Bernard Hopkins out the ring, old ass out the ring, and get that W. So I don't even know if he's really training right now. I think he should be. He should be in the real money because this is for the belt WBA world light heavyweight title. But Bebo is probably going to go. Probably unanimous decision. He hasn't been knocking anybody out. And unless Joe Smith Jr. can't get the knockout, which he has that power. We're going to see. Um, Bevo will get caught. We're going to see if he can suck it up, but he probably can. I got Bevo in unanimous decision, but it might be an all right fight depending on how much uh, bigger Joe Smith Jr. is than Bevo. JP, anything on this fight? How you see it going? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm in agreement with you here. Uh what we're getting to here is that we think Bevall is the better boxer. And when you allude to size and you're alluding to whether Joe Smith will be able to pressure Bevall and overwhelm him, overwhelm him with his size and strength. So that, that I, I, I agree with you. And I think that that will be 
kind of the determining factor in the fight. Will Joe Smith be able to overwhelm Bivol, who we think will be the boxer in the fight, with his size, strength, determination, durability, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I like both fighters. Uh, high on Bivol. Everybody, you know, there's a, a kind of a mashup at the cruiserweight division. And um, guys like Bivol, Joe Smith, and others are, you know, we're trying to see who's going to rock. This is light, light, okay. Yeah, we're trying to uh, see who's going to rise and be the cream of the crop here. So B-Ball is one of those dudes who most people are saying is that guy at that division. But that guy has yet to be crowned in that division. But B-Ball is probably the leading candidate to be the guy. But he still has some work to do. And Joe Smith, we're not, you know, we're not thinking Joe Smith is going to knock him off, but it wouldn't be a, a – a big surprise, you know. Um, I think Joe Smith will be great for boxing, um, be a great storyline. Um, so I'm just surprised that, you know, this is the, both these guys being matched is to me is showing that, hey, they're just letting dudes kind of fight their way to the top. Because promotionally, I, I would try to do a little more with Joe Smith Jr. And not run them in the B ball and have them take a L in front of everybody. So, but as fight fans, you got to like this because they're not doing that, obviously. They're letting the fights happen. So, I'm excited for it, man. Excited to see if B ball is better, is as good as we think, and just wash Joe Smith. Or is Joe Smith better? You know, we said, hey, you know, Hopkins was old as fuck. Now he sent them out the motherfucking ring on some video game type shit. <clears throat> I was laughing like a motherfucker at Hopkins, man. Hopkins got to arguing with the dude next to him. I'm like, what you arguing with him for, Bernard? Get your ass up. Bernard got to <laughs> arguing with a dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He hit his head on the, on, the, on the video equipment. <laughs> this nigga Bernard get to arguing with, with the cat next to him. I was like, Bernard, you do know you out the ring getting counted out, right? But Anyway, man, it was hilarious, but yeah, maybe you know we we'll see the we'll see. I think there's something to be found here. If B ball washes him, I think you know we we say B ball is definitely that guy. But what if Joe Smith Jr. comes out here and beats him? Then we like, oh wow, we got Joe Smith Jr. in the mix. Who who'd have thought? We didn't we forgot about this guy. So intriguing fight, intriguing fight. Yeah, Joe, they got Joe Smith Jr. Ring Ring has him rated the eighth. The ninth best light heavyweight. You know, you got Joe Smith Jr. does that. He will be the man. He will rise because, like I said, he's the all-American story. Worked his way to this point. He's lost, but, you know. And that was Sullivan Barrera, I think, that uh, that B-Bowl didn't want to take the test. Didn't, yeah, didn't want to take the test against him. Hasn't been knocking boys out since. So we'll see how B-Bowl does. Like I said, it all depends on how Joe, how bigger, how much bigger Joe Smith is. If he's way bigger and he can take them, them punches, it might turn into a good fight because Joe Smith is going to come. But more than likely, he might get washed, washed season. Let's take it to my man Janelle, and then I think my boy Sam's on. Janelle's back. See if we can get a recap from him. Hey Janelle, man, any thoughts on that? Uh, the Bevo fight. Did you did you get to talk about you guys? 
Did you talk about anything before you burnt out? Janelle, ain't on. Let's take it to my man, Sam. Hey, Sam, man, uh, glad you can make it on. We've already talked about the Porter you guys fight, but of course we want to hear your words about it last on the Sunday show. You ended the show saying that you guys will win. Um, I reminded the folks of that already, but, you know, how do you see that fight going? Then you can break down that B-Bowl also if you want to, Joe Smith, as we're moving forward. What's going on, y'all? Um, yeah, when it comes to that fight, man, I mean, uh, you know, that was me making a prediction, like, you know, whatever that was a week ago or something. You know, I'm not – I'm still as at this moment rolling with Ugas, but I watched a little bit of, like, that behind-the-scenes PBC show, whatever that shit is, and it kind of it, – it kind of – made me question that pick now because it was talking about like Ugas how you know how he quit boxing and like and just his mental issues and stuff like that like his confidence self-confidence and stuff like that and he was talking about it and his trainer was talking about it and I was like Sean Porter's kind of like the wrong dude you want to fight if there's any questions about like your mentality you know what I mean because he might headbutt you, he might elbow you, he's going to be in your grill, you know what I'm saying? He's going to be smothering your work while smothering his own, you know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, I don't know. I'm still, you know, like at this moment leaning Ugas, but I was just like, I didn't know that stuff about Ugas, you know what I mean? So that kind of made me like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe not. But um, speaking of Sean Porter, he said, he did an interview, I believe it was with, um, I just seen it earlier, with Fight Hub, and he said if he wins the fight, basically, I mean, he's talking as if he's going to win the fight this weekend, that he might, you know, basically jump in the ring and call out the winner of Mikey Spence. And I was like, well, that tells me Sean Porter must think Mikey Garcia is going to win, because I don't think he would jump in the ring on Errol Spence. I just don't believe it. I would have to see it. You know what I mean? Not saying Errol Spence is the quote-unquote boogeyman. I don't believe that. That's a joke. I mean, Errol Spence tried to say that nobody wanted to fight him. That's why he fought Mikey. That's not true. So, but I do think Sean Porter and a few others don't really want to fight Errol Spence at this moment. Maybe the new year changed. With the new year, he changed his views on it and, you know, like, hey, I'm a quote-unquote champion. Let me, you know, unify. I'm going to do what a champion does. But, you know, he basically said, like, hey, you know, I might I might just do that. You know, that remains to be seen. We don't know. But um, – I don't remember nobody yeah. calling out Arrow. Who was calling Arrow out? Dude, Terrence the guy that, Yeah, the guy that was in his face but, calling him out. Oh, but come on, man. We know that that's not – that's not Bob Arum probably. Man, maybe Bob Arum would because he has so much to gain because Crawford's over there Gilligan's Island. That's Gilligan. He's Gilligan. Okay. But it don't so, even matter about Bob Arum. It matters like it don't matter if you were managing me or I was managing you or promoting you, vice versa. It's very simple. Do you want to fight? He does not look oh, like or but he is not but he we, is not conducting Himself, I mean, he conducts himself as a person that would have 
no problem fighting Errol Spence. Them but other guys, we know it, it's it's not legitimate. It's not going to happen. How is it not legitimate? It's not going because it's not even feasibly a percentage that has a chance of happening. Is this but why is that all? Because it's cross promotion, and then I mean, if you're Errol Spence, we have to take on that this is a business. We can't just we can't get over that, guys. So business wise, if you're PBC and all the guys on that side of the fence, you Gilligan that motherfucker and let him meander in whoever the hell they gotta pull. He probably fight Delorme next for God knows. So let him do that. Why we Errol ain't even fought Garcia. He ain't even fought Thurman. Why we need to go over there? That's, that's okay. That, that, but business. you just answered. You just answered everything right there. Okay, it's like the people that say. Oh, if Terrence Crawford really wants to fight, he would go over to PBC, right? That's what people say. I know you probably heard that before, right? Okay. I guess so, yeah. Errol Spence, yeah. Spence can't even get those fights. So, and he's with PBC. So, yeah, he ain't, he ain't got them yet. He ain't got them yet. Okay, but my, point, and that's but, my point, but, but my point is this, is that it proves what I've always said, which is it ain't networks, it ain't promoters, it ain't managers. It ain't advisors. If guys really want to fight, the fight could be made. Because last I checked, he is oh, on PBC. Get this money, man. He is advised by Heyman, and he can't get a Thurman fight. He can't get a Porter oh, fight. Oh, man, can't that's get the a beauty of it. Do you understand the man about to fight a pay-per-view fight and ain't fought them yet? But the beauty, he, the, but the beauty of it could yet. still be that. The beauty of it is he could have still had a Mikey fight while doing a unification before that. But and he still That's got all that after. He still got it all well, after. We, how are you sure it's gonna happen? It. How are you so but, sure it's gonna look, happen? See here here's hey, the fellas, business. Hey fellas. It's, hey, let's talk hey, we can bring that with this Spence and these guys, they ain't even on the whatchamacallit. We gotta talk about we talk about the yeah, other stuff. Yeah, that's a week in. from now. Yeah, we yeah yeah we talk about that. We're gonna see if Porter if Porter Porter says he's gonna walk in the ring. I did see that. I'm glad you brought that up, Sam. Um, he said he's gonna walk in the ring. We're gonna see if he does. If if Spence wins yeah. and he doesn't, we're gonna see. If he <laughs> ain't Spence. He, he, yeah, I was, hey, hey, I was kind of playing right there. You know, I was just messing around. But you know, I was just you know basically you know that's just me playing he said around. Either one. But yeah, I know. But I was just. I was playing around that I was basically saying, like, he must know Mikey's winning because he ain't going yeah. to the ring of Arrow wins, you know? But uh, yeah, we, we gonna, we'll we we'll see about that, man. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that's a discussion we can have another time. You know, Porter's fighting this week. He's, a, he's still involved with this whole scenario. But, you know, Spence is fighting the week after, and, um, you know, yeah. that's what's going on there. Well, I heard y'all yeah, talking we, about – We're definitely going to talk about that. What about uh, – so – so it sounds like to me that you're by the end of by Saturday night at about six o'clock. You're gonna text me that Porter's gonna win. Is that fair? I don't know. I'm just fair gonna. To I'm, I'm just no, no, no. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'm just saying. But you get what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? Like that. Like the guy was talking about how he had some really like bad mental pro, like mental issue, like. His mentality wasn't right. Even his trainer was saying, like, yeah, I had to get his confidence back up and, you know, and all this. He was like, he's got all the physical tools. We have to make sure his mentality is right. And I was like, what? You know? That's a great point. I didn't know that. That's a great point. You know? 
No, so, yeah, I didn't know that either, heard, but I knew he wasn't going to be able to handle it in the first place. I don't think he was built to handle it anyway. So now I definitely know he's not built it. Yeah. So like I said, he'll probably he'll probably hold him off for about three rounds, and then it might turn into a, a, a some easy work. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but I mean, Sean Porter hasn't easy worked anybody in a long time. So, but I mean, but yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, he struggled. With, I know. I know people don't want to admit it, but he struggled with Granados. Man, that fight was tough on him. And the second half of that fight, Granados was Granados was the one pushing the fight. While Porter seemed to be kind of, you know, you know, he said he was injured. Maybe he was, but I mean, a lot of guys get injured. He yeah, kind of was moving time. around and kind of. Yeah. But that's the only what? time we've ever seen him like that. Yeah, yeah. Of, you know, you know. I don't that's, know. That's uh, fight, Kelbrook fight. He was. He was acting that way, you know what I mean, uh, at times, too. He, but, you know, you know, we'll see. I expect a good fight either way. I don't think it'll be, you know, a massacre either way, domination, but, you know, we'll see. But that Ugas thing kind of, you know, turned me off a little bit, like, hmm, I don't know about that one. But, um, you know, but, you know, the welterweight division is going to be, you know, shaping up real quick because you got one belt holder fighting this week. Errol Spence fighting the week after that, and then Crawford fighting a week, I mean, a month after that. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Spence and Thurman seem very thirsty for a Pacquiao fight. We'll win. We'll find out who wins the sweepstakes in that soon, soon enough. Um, but so nothing's about to get mm, it. So nothing's about to get ironed out. We're still gonna have four guys that aren't fighting each other. Yeah, and that was really, you know that was luck. what I was. Yeah, you know, we kind of went off subject, yeah. but that was essentially what I was getting at, which was, you know, yeah. people are acting like, oh, you have to be over on the PBC to make the fights happen. But the guys are over at the PBC, and the fights still ain't happening. So what are we talking about here, you know? But, yeah. We ain't um, talking about shit. Let's talk about B-Ball. What you see this B-Ball and Joe Smith Jr.? Um, I no, think it'll be a good then, test for B-Ball. Before then, are you, are you up on that boy F.A. Jagba? Yes, I am. Are you up on him yet? Yes, I am. You are up on yeah, him? Yeah, yep. Okay. You know yeah. he's fighting. He's fighting uh, uh, Amir Mansoor old ass on uh, Saturday. Oh yeah, that's gonna to be a off. Z's, bro. Z's. Yes. Who's going to sleep? <laughs> Mansoor is, is going you to know, sleep. Amir's, you know, you know, Mans- Well, yeah, he just got knocked out by somebody. But you know, he's gonna put, put in a good five, uh, five and a half minutes of just onslaught. You think FA has? Remember, what it takes he took to- the dive against Brazil. People forget that he took the dive against Brazil. <laughs> he took the dive. Well, yeah, I you don't know, know if he took Remember, he was whooping Brazil. I got tired. Nah, bro, watch yeah. that fight. He dropped He dropped Brazil. He was whooping him. And it almost seemed like in, in the back of his head said, Dan, this wasn't, this wasn't the plan. I was supposed to do this other stuff. Then all of a sudden, he don't even get really hit with a big shot. And he's talking about my jaw was broken. My jaw was broken. And he retired on the stool. Then later on, it comes out, his jaw wasn't broken. Come on, dog. We know it was. We know what it was. But that's a yeah. little different discussion. Hey. Anyway. That is, I believe you're that. Right. I forgot about that. Amir, yeah, Amir Mansoor is going to sleep this weekend. He's going to sleep. Okay. So, That's it probably is what it is. Well, I think but, we all agree. So what about this B-Ball yeah. Joe Smith Jr.? Uh, I think it's a good fight for uh, – I mean, you know, it's funny because B-Ball, you know, he was kind of on the upswing, and then he started looking a little – you know, underwhelming, and now all of a sudden his, like, his level of competition has kind of been dropping or kind of plateauing, so I, which means to tell me his promoters, his, his team 
know that he hasn't been looking that good and he's not ready to unify yet. And I've personally just seen a guy recently that he seems a little small. He seems like a small, light heavyweight, you know? So, um, and, you know, maybe he needs a little bit more time to, you know, grow into the weight or, I don't know, get stronger, get in better strength and conditioning program. And a guy like Joe Smith who can punch, but and has size, a big, light heavyweight, it would be a good test for him because a lot of the guys that are belt holders are big, light heavyweights also, but they have skills and they could punch. You know, or they're just, or they're more refined than a guy like Joe Smith, you know? So if he can get it through a Joe Smith, that, that would be a good preparation for him against, um, you know, one of the potential belt holders. And, you know, Joe Smith can punch. I mean, we haven't really seen him with against a big puncher yet, so it would be nice to see B-Ball, you know, get that chin checked and find out if he could pass the test. Yeah, that's, I, I believe he, he will get checked. I think that goes for uh, that goes for that boy Jack Bay also. We're going to see if these boys can take a, take a punch. We'll Yo, Will, I'm going to say this. I'm I'm actually gonna change my my prediction on that one. Looking at looking at Bevall here, they're high on Bevall. Bevall's only fifteen and zero, but just in two thousand eighteen, took three fights with uh, TKO Barrera, Udeed Chalimba, and Udeed Pascal. Now you know that's not amazing, but you know a TKO with uh, Sully B. You know, and Chalimba's a seasoned and Pascal, tough seasoned ass guy. Um, although a football player, you ask me. Uh, look, man, that ain't bad. So what it speaks to more so to me is that the promotion, it's kind of like uh, Lomachenko where you got a guy taking a, a title fight in his third, his third fight in his, of his career because they know he's that good. So Bivol at 15-0. and 0, uh, taking these fights with this type of tition and this um, step up every fight, I think he's to me he got to be the goods. That to me spells they know he's the goods. So I'm gonna take Bivol heavy in this motherfucker on this fight. Heavy Bivol. Okay, I mean yeah, I'll, I'm pretty sure he's gonna win. Um. But remember, like I think Sam's the one that put us on, that put me on this. Uh, after the Chalimba fight, he was supposed to fight uh, the guy that fought Kovalev. They were talking about they were talking about drug tests. Ever since then, he hasn't had a knockout. So we'll see what's up with him. We'll see what's popping. But you also, know, the way I look at it is. Hold on real quick. We'll, uh, let me, let me ahead, um, yeah. you know, uh, respond to um, uh, JP. Like, Gavaldic has 16 fights, you know, and he's already stepped up and fought Adonis, beat him. He beat he, – he stopped. He made Chalemba quit on the stool like a year before Bivol fought him. You know what I mean? He stopped that Cuban guy, that Cuban fighter that really beat Pascal um, a few years back forget his name, uh, he stopped him easy. So, you know, and we're talking about a guy that only has one more fight than Bivol. You know what I'm saying? So, 
the fact that you know you fight you're fighting Barrera, then Chalemba, then Pascal, then Joe Smith in a row tells me that they're, they're not really sure yet because to me it should have been you know maybe Barrera, maybe Chalemba, then a unification, then maybe Pascal, and then maybe another unification or something. But like to fight those level of fighters in a row. When, you know, you got a belt now and everything, it's kind of like, I don't know, man. That seems like they're pushing them a little bit too slow. I don't think that's slow at all for 15-0. He's 28 years old. You know, you're fighting Sullivan Barrera. That's, you know, Sullivan Barrera's a solid fighter in that division. Uh, I like the nail, though. I'm down with the nail. So I I got no, no argument there. But, um... I like the, the the progression in the guy's career, and to me, this this spells high. You know, he didn't have to take three fights in 2018, and so what the nail do? Let's look. Well, I can't even spell Gavorchdick, so fuck that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I like both them dudes. But if I had to pick one, ooh, that's a tough one, man. Goddamn, because that when I, like I mentioned earlier. We're trying to see who rises the cream, who rises to the top in this division. There's kind of this division is kind of emptied out, and it's a new breed coming in. So we're trying to see who's going to be that guy, and you know it's basically out of Bevall in the nail to me. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, you know, they're I would probably say they're the most um, got the most upside, you know, compared to like. Better be uh, better be even Kovalev, but what I mean is like I feel like that Chalemba fight was made for Bivol to like it was supposed to be a showcase, you know, and they know that you know he went twelve with Kovalev, and they know that um, Gavozdik made him quit, so I think they were like okay we're gonna put Bivol in there with him and he's gonna blast him out, and then he didn't come close to blasting him out, so I think they were like all right, we'll we'll, we'll put him in with old Pascal. Pascal that actually retired and then unretired. And they put him in there with Pascal. He couldn't take out Pascal either. So that's why I think we're, we're getting the Joe Smith fight now. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe, you know, we don't know. A lot of times we don't. We think we know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe guys don't want to fight him. I don't know. I have my, I doubt it, but that could be the case. But I just feel like, you know, coming off that, the Sullivan Barrera win was a solid win. That was a good win. But then oh, yeah. to, to follow that up, to follow that up, you know, with Chalemba, Pascal, and Joe Smith in a row, I mean, when Gavozdik is fighting Adonis Stevenson in his hometown in Canada and stopping him, I'm just like, Adonis Stevenson. Oh, get out of here. That's a name. Adonis Stevenson been smoking mirrors for the past four years, and you know it. Hey, he's still better Stevenson. than anybody that uh, he's still better than he's anybody. Bivol, he ain't better than Barrera. I don't even know if Stevenson could beat Pascal at this point. I'm not sure of that, man. Well, he can't even sure Well, of course now, of course now. I mean, that's not really funny to laugh about, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, holding that guy down, I think he just. Like, dude, Adonis has been holding died. that belt hostage for five years or six years of just holding it hostage. I, I've never seen nothing like Adonis Stevenson's career. I never thought he was good, ever. 
I mean, well, you could say that. Definitely, but he, but I'll say this: he was still he was holding that belt hostage. But pretty much every time he he would fight somebody, yeah, every time he he would decide to fight somebody, no matter who you want to say it was, he was knocking these boys out still. It's not like, you know, all his fights were going 12 rounds and stuff. You know, maybe one or two did, but majority of them, he was, you know, sleeping these dudes, you know. So he didn't sleep Gavozic, you know what I mean? I mean, so that's how I look at it. But, hey, we'll see. I mean. Hopefully they can make a unification. It shouldn't be hard, you know. Uh, maybe Bivol Gavozdik next. Maybe Bivol Kovalev. I mean, I want to see one of these guys. Uh, one of these unifications at light heavyweight. It's stacked. So, you know, we'll see. We'll definitely see. And on the undercard of the on the undercard of that fight, we've got another championship fight. We've got one of my favorite guys ever since he went to over there to the UK and whooped Terry Flanagan ass. Maurice Hooker, 25 and 0, 17 knockouts, going against Mikhail Lespelli. Some uh, guy from uh, he's a Trinidad cat from um, from New York. He's uh, 21 and 0, 10 knockouts, uh, fighting for that WBO super lightweight title. Um, I have no idea who this guy, uh, how do I say his name, Les Purdy. You know, JP likes to clown my, um, how I say these words, but I'm sure that's his name, Miguel Les Purdy. Don't know anything about him. Maurice Hooker, I think he, like I always say, you know, you fight a couple of good fights, you deserve to go somewhere and whoop somebody's ass. He, he whooped Terry Flanagan in his hometown. He went up to Oklahoma City. And, and whooped uh, Saucedo's ass in his hometown. So now, you know, even though he's from Dallas, Texas, I'm not sure why he didn't wait a week and fight. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not on the same goddamn promotion. Obviously, he's on the zone. But he deserves this, get to whoop somebody's ass in their hometown because this guy, well, not their hometown, but in their town because this guy, I think, is from New York, and they're out there fighting at, uh, well, no, they're fighting in Verona. I'm tripping. But it's probably going to be an ass whooping. Maurice Hooker, I think, is the real deal. I like what I like. He's got a lot of grit. He's got a lot of skills. I enjoy Maurice Hooker, and I think that he's about to whoop his ass. JP, what you got on the on this fight? Have you heard yeah, of Les Petty? Like, I have not heard of Les Petty. And uh, man, uh, thumbs up on the enunciation there, Willie. You really killed that one. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't dare touch that Les Perry shit you were saying, but um, I like Maurice Hooker too. Like you said, man, skilled, look like a tough dude. So, you know, I'm high on him, and that's something over on that side with um, that's the zone, right? Yeah, that's on the zone. Yeah, so they got something going there. So I'll check that fight out on YouTube. On YouTube, I feel you. Time, anything on this one? Uh, you know, basically the same with what y'all was saying. I don't know much, too much about his opponent. I will say that Maurice Hooker has improved a lot over the last couple of years. I remember he fought on the Kovalev Ward undercard and got a gift decision, and I thought he was terrible. Oh, this boy has no Yeah, skills. so did I. And, he, and, and so he's improved a lot since then, you know what I mean? Going over to the U.K., getting the title. Coming back, 
you know, like you said, going up, going up to OKC and putting in that work. So yeah, he's improved a lot. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, uh, how he looks this weekend and will he try to unify after that? And I mean, there's a few, there's 148 stack, but there's a few good names there and that can make some pretty, um, interesting matchups. Well, yeah. I mean, you got Progress, you got Jose Ramirez, then some uh, UK guys. I don't know who this guy is. Bel- who is this guy from Belarus? Right, Relk. He's a WBA champ. I don't even know any of these guys. But the guys that are the yeah. top two guys don't have belts in the ring. That's Progress and Josh Taylor. That's what they're saying in the ring. Yeah, right and here. Ramirez. So, I mean, he might. It seems like he's struggling to make weight. You know what I mean? That's so, if I was Hooker, you know, that would be a nice little payday right there. I would try to make that fight because Ramirez kind of seemed like he was hinting at the fact that he, he's struggling to make weight. That's why he said, maybe I'll go to welterweight. And pe- the rumors are him versus Crawford potentially next, which would be just, I mean, I mean to me, I mean, I know this might sound crazy. And, and I'm not saying I think either of them have a chance, but I would give Amir Khan a better chance of beating Crawford than Ramirez. Uh, I think that yeah, I think it's target. about the same. I think it's target practice, think, man. I don't think Amir Khan can beat anybody because he can't take a punch. Anybody real, you know, proper gonna knock him out. Man, Amir can't take a punch. We know that. Yeah, I think Amir True? is gonna get Amir's gonna get knocked out. I think uh, Jose Ramirez, he would get beat up. So it would probably yeah, be worse. Yeah. It would be a worse beating, but I don't. he's not going to just get dropped. Like uh, Amir Khan might get dropped in the third round, second round, but we'll see. Oh, Ramirez getting dropped, bro. Ramirez getting dropped. No, he will, no, no, no. no. He, he's getting sure. dropped, but probably not that early. He's just going to get beat up. Okay. He might last he might not he'll get last knocked in the seven or eight. But no, Amir Khan still get knocked is... Up. Lamir well, Khan is for your, for your highlight clip. You know, he's for your highlight reel at the end of your career. You know, that motherfucker produces your, your best knockouts for you. That's what he for. He tape material. True, yeah, yeah. But then you think about it, he be, you know, he he's had a weird career because there's certain guys you think should have knocked him out that didn't. And then you think about there was guys that you never would have thought would have knocked him out, did knock him out. You know what I mean? So he's a very um, uh, hard to gauge type fighter. You know what I mean? And Amir- but when he's in shape and and he's on, you know, he 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 always he does always pick up rounds against top fighters, man. You know, before he gets that chin check. Oh no doubt. Amir Khan no doubt. is one of Amir Khan is one of my favorite guys. Um, but I always say if if he had a chin, I think he would be the goat. But he has no chin. He has everything. He's got the yeah. super confidence. He's the only guy that mm-hmm. can go to sleep and think that you know he can still beat the world. He's got the super confidence. He's got the speed. He's got everything. He just has no chin, man, and it hurts me. But I still like him, and he's still probably a top five, top ten noticeable name in boxing, which is yeah, crazy. He's true. like the Adrian Broner. He's got. He's but definitely since, got some uh, mental health issues for sure. I mean, because. I mean, when he was really thirsty for that Floyd fight and he was, like, dead serious saying 
Floyd needs me to become an international superstar, I was like, wow, this guy is delusional. Hey. <laughs> That's why I like him, though, and he believes it. Hey, but I mean, Amir Khan knows. I mean, if you're talking amateur-wise, imagine how great he was with head headgear on. Could anybody beat him with headgear on in three rounds? He's like, uh, who, what other fighter is like that? Gamboa. If if fights were three rounds, Gamboa would be the greatest fighter of all fucking time. If fights had, you know, they said that six, about Zab Judah a lot too. You know, I mean, him too. And if, if fights yeah. were fucking six rounds with headgear, Amir Khan would be the GOAT. Because he beat, he was probably smoking Danny Garcia on the cards until he face, put his ass face down. You know, Canelo, he was, uh, you know, competitive, but he's a great boxer. He's going to hit you. He's going to work his jab. He's going to work. But it's just a matter of time to highlight until it's, you know, highlight time. And getting knocked out yeah. doesn't necessarily always mean you're chinny. Now, he is chinny, but, like, yeah. Eric Morales got knocked out by the same left hook with his head down, you know? But Eric Morales was a pretty durable guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. Eric Morales did a 720. Sometimes you just get hit by a big shot by a puncher, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes – and sometimes people – I think there's a – people push – try to push the narrative – to chinny all the time with a fighter when he gets hurt or dropped. I think there's levels to it. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just get hit with a big shot. Now, Khan is different. Like, you know, he's been caught by a lot of dudes and hurt by a lot of dudes that he probably shouldn't have been hurt by. But, I mean, Danny Garcia has proven that if he puts his head down and throws a hook, he can hit you hard. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it happens. But I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you – it seems like it's like the whole Gamboa Crawford thing. Like Crawford hasn't really been in danger since that fight, but people will never let go of the fact that Gamboa hurt him in that fight. And when he hurt him, he got hurt for, you know, a quick second. He stopped him in the same round that he got hurt in. So how hurt really was he? But people just, oh, he's chinny, or I think he has a questionable chin. I don't know about all that. I think people jump to those conclusions too quick. Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see all that. But like my man Broner would say, "Hey man, fuck all that. Fuck all that." Let's take it to this heavyweight division because there's a lot of news coming on coming up about this heavyweight division, and we're I'm just gonna name all the topics and we'll just we'll just discuss them. We got Dillian White, the top rank slash ESPN. Looking for that Fury fight. Looks like Fury might have somebody that he could fight that's not a bum, bum, bum. We also got WBC ordering Wilder versus Brazil. We got Wilder saying that Fury rejected the 50-50 split, letting us know that it was a super duck. And also, I think I'm hearing word that the steel hammer, Vladimir Klitschko, it's talking about coming back for a big, big fight. JP, got a lot of heavyweight news. Any of that? Any of that intriguing to you? The Dillian White stuff. Wilder probably fighting Brazil next. What? What you want to talk about? 
Well, poor Deontay, man, poor Deontay. So sad for Deontay. It's it's just after Black History Month, and you see a white man and and uh, what's my name, Tyson Fury, going to get that regular cable money, and poor Deontay still fighting premium, and that's a difference in checks, man. But this means, and of course, fellas, we talking business here. But this means is I can go fight dickhead from fuck all's where. And I make a five to eight to ten million dollar check. Why Deon- while Deontay has to go fight on premium cable, a hard ass fight against a big ass dude in Brazil, and make uh, maybe two million dollars. This is the difference in business here, and that's what Fury rubbed in his face when they were having those tweets a week ago. And this is what Don- Deontay is, you know, it has to bother him because. Fury actually used Deontay to put him over, and it's not working out for Deontay. And Deontay's back to Showtime, and Fury's on regular cable. Um, Am I interested in Deontay Wilder in Brazil? Absolutely. There's real bad blood there. Like, Brazil hate this motherfucker. Like, this real, real, real bad blood. So I'm excited for this fight. Deontay knows this dude finna like go crazy hard for him. So poor Deontay, like I said, I don't think Brazil's gonna win, but Deontay knows he's in a real fucking fight. Like Fury about to go fight like bumfuck whoever, but Deontay in a fight with a dude who hates him with a passion. Um Fury might fight Billy and White. Right, I mean, um, if Billy White's going to top rank ESPN, I highly doubt it. What's the what's Fury's fight contract? Four fights. I mean, what, what you gonna rush him in in the first fight versus you know a tough ass dude where you can have him lose? And we're fighting on premium cable. There's no rush here. This is casual fan time. This is ratings. We talking ratings now. You know, we talking this fight easily doing three million just because it's casual Saturday night on ESPN of all things. So you know, this 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 is real corporate money. This ain't like a division or a department within a premium cable. You know, you know, this is a whole different thing. So yeah, man, you had mentioned another thing, Willa, that I, I wanted to talk about. Oh, Vladimir Klitschko back in the fold. Who wants it? You know, now what Vladden did out here, if you've been keeping up with him, he the one out here and got on swole. Klitschko swole right now. I don't know if y'all know that or not. But I don't know who wants that smoke. You know Vlad ain't drinking, he ain't smoking, he ain't fucking with them hoes. Well, maybe he is fucking with them hoes. I don't know him to be married. Vlad's lived a pretty clean life. He's pretty smart, so I'm sure he knows. He's some kind of doctor, as a matter of fact, so I'm sure he knows how to take care of himself well and give himself the proper, you know, nutrition to keep his shit optimal. So that said, who want that smoke? Ain't nobody want that smoke. Ain't nobody like, yeah, I'll take him. You know, nobody jumping out the window, none of the top guys. I bet you um, yeah, it ain't going to be Joshua because we ain't got time for that. Now, they, they they might try to, uh you know, I could see White. I could see White. Now, that's where you might do with White right there. But, uh yeah, man, ex- excited no, for quite a few the of those dogs. They say oh, the little thing I was reading, Vlad ain't, coming, Vlad ain't coming for nothing but the big dogs. So he's thinking the zone 
or, you know, yeah, that's what. So he's trying to get that Joshua fight. He wants them belts back. Man, I don't, Joshua, I don't think, money, Joshua might do it for another $30 million. You're getting 30 40 Joshua's, million. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do do that. You do do that. But Joshua has to get in this mix because now Fury and Wilder have fought each other. And that's the, the big three, so to speak. Uh, Joshua, Wilder, Fury. Now they fought each other. Now you got Joshua out of care. You got Joshua over here in the United States now, and he talking shit. He acting a little different because he had to. Because them dudes went out and stiffened and made it, you know, up the ante on competition. Now we can't see Joshua go fight, you know, Chisora or, you know, because these the the one of the top three have the two of the top three have fought each other and the guy on the outside is Joshua. So now Joshua has to make a move. So Klitschko would be okay. That would be good. We take that. But I think you know Joshua's big next thing after Miller has to be Wilder. You know and. That, that's the mega fight in boxing, actually, if you ask me. We thought it was going to be Canelo Triple G, but when in actuality it's Joshua Wilder. Eddie Hearn did come out uh, earlier this week and say something about Joshua being able to fight on any network and a fight on Showtime would be possible. But, again, that's Eddie Hearn talking. Signs. You got anything on all this uh, this heavyweight boxing news going down? Oh, definitely, man. I guess uh, I guess another heavyweight is ducking Deontay Wilder because they signed with ESPN. You know, so I I guess that's two on the list. But um, no, I'm just joking. Uh, that wasn't a duck. Yeah, by, yeah. Uh, Dillian White. That wasn't no duck by Dillian White. He just went and got his money. You know, he was a pr- promotional free agent, and he just weighed his options, so that was probably the best offer he got. But so, you know, good good for him. Um if I don't see them fighting right away, if they do fight, I would see Fury and Dillian White fighting uh next if the the Wilder fight can't be made with Fury. So we'll see about that. Um uh, you know, I heard JP saying about, you know, and I, he sounded sarcastic, but talking about feeling sorry for Deontay Wilder. You know, um, you know he's a grown man. You know, he's, I'm pretty sure he's getting offers. If he, you know, I'm pretty sure he's I'm getting close to the same offers. I'm. I mean, he got a choice. He can go. You don't have to. Be, Sean, he's not tied to Showtime. What boys don't understand is that Al is the briefcase king. They don't know about that briefcase money. That untaxable. <laughs> It's a difference, you know. When you make a forty million taxable, that's just, that might be the same thing as a, uh, a seven million in a briefcase for uh, a briefcase with ten in it. Yeah, true. I mean, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have a career, you know, to handle, and you know, you don't want to, you don't, you never want to be stagnated if you, you know, if you have a choice to. But um, the Brazil, but I do agree on the Brazil fight. Um, you know, interested in that fight, you know, definitely going wilder on that one, but I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think it is. Reason being is, you know, Brazil, number one, is durable. He's got a good right hand. And, he's huge. You know, like there's that bat. There's, yeah, and he's huge. He's got like 50 pounds on him. And one thing Fury showed was the physicality when you can get close to him. You can rough Wilder up. He's just too small. Like, 
far as mass. You could push them around. And, you know, Brazil is just as heavy as Fury or a little bit heavier. And, um, you know, he, 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 he'll fight on the inside with you. So, uh, but now, you know, if you keep it long range and you let Wilder hit you with that right hand, you might not be able to get inside. So it's interesting. It's an interesting fight, and they got the bad blood. So I definitely want to see it. You know, um, I wonder if Wilder will put on weight for that fight. I know he was talking about putting on weight against Fury, but maybe he looks at Brazil as, like, easy work, and he stays around 210. No, that might be a problem. I mean, 50 pounds on somebody is a lot of weight. And, uh, you know, Fury was showing in that fight when he was he hit him with a few good right hands, and you seen Wilder's uh, legs buckle a little bit, it, and he's not considered a you know a puncher, you know Brazil. I no, yeah, we Brazil, saw Ortiz like, buckling. Yeah, and I and I've seen Brazil you know lay guys out with the right hand, so I mean hey. We'll see what happens, we'll but happens. I definitely want to see that. Fight, yeah, he's man. a former quarterback from out from the West Coast. That yeah. should be uh, JP's guy. Yeah, I love <laughs> Brazil, man. And y'all know they had that altercation in what was a casino, whatever it be, but it was a big thing. And since Brazil has been on social media, like giving heartfelt like smoke big ride. to Deontay, like like big smoke to him, though. Like, dog, you know when I see you. You know how I feel about you. You talked about my daughter, and I don't, you know, like heavy going in. So he like won't smoke with that boy. And like y'all alluding to, like the body size, it's, it's that big, it's that big dude, but naturally big, though, just off of food. It ain't he ain't like super fat boy like that. You know, he just a big bodied, and it ain't like it's off of no weights or nothing either. So I, you oftentimes hear me talk about you know, the trenches, because I'm one of them dudes who played the interior, you know, defensive and offensive line in football, and Will is a quarterback. But, uh, you know, I, I come to know, you know, just them big old motherfuckers who just big and strong from weights. And then it's a different strength when you get to a motherfucker who's just big and strong off of just being naturally big and strong. And that's what Dominic Brazil is. And so I think that bodily strength, if Deontay, we, we all know the, the, you know, the assessment on Deontay, if, if he can't knock you out, you know, he probably doesn't win. And we kind of, well, we've seen him have a draw with Fury. Most people felt Fury won, but he was able to knock him down twice and only still get a draw. So, you know, that's saying, you know, there's four rounds in the bag for him. So he only actually took two rounds boxing, if, you know, if that's the math. So, yeah, yeah, man, it'll be a good fight. We still going to take Deontay, but I think it's going to be a damn good fight. And when I say poor Deontay, poor Deontay has to go fight Dominic Brazil for probably about $2.5 million. That's the purse. Tyson Fury going over there to regular cable is finna fight who the fuck ever for uh, somewhere between 5 to $10 million. You know, so... That's what I'm talking about, poor Deontay still being and Fury rubbed it in his face when he said hashtag ESPN. You know, you you mad because I'm able to come to your country and get that check. I, I got that bag, bro. You don't got the bag. You still fighting on premium cable for Showtime. Now, we can, you know, I, I don't know how to equate 
the briefcase. The only bag I know to you know to equate is that purse. And Deontay, poor Deontay, he got to go fight another hard fight to to stay, you know, to to get two million dollars again. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with y'all on the whole, you know, Brazil, you know, football player thing. You know, football players, you know, they got that that level of ruggedness and physicality. You know that if you ain't a football player, you know, like a Wilder or never put, you know, like Wilder. You know, he's going to feel that. You know, he's going to be like, oh, you know, this guy, you know, he's strong. You know, he's, you know, he's pushing me around a little bit. There's a little bit of, there's a lot of strength. You know, like strength, I wasn't expecting. You know, physicality, I wasn't expecting. You know what I mean? And, you know, that could be a problem for Wilder. You know what I mean? But, uh, or, or Wilder might just catch him and sleep him. I don't know. I mean, but, that's probably you know, but Brazil's shown that I've seen a lot of other these guys that try to, you know, start off on one sport and then they come over to boxing or MMA or whatever. A lot of those guys, they can't take a punch or when they get hit, they, they kind of cower down. Brazil actually has that natural toughness to him. You know, he could take a punch. He's been dropped before, but he gets up and he's also tough too. He's not going to, you're not going to hit him and then he's going to turn his back. You know what I mean? Brazil's actually like a tough dude. You could just tell by his fight. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wilder hit him and hurt him or dropped him and Hell yeah. got right up and kept fighting. Hell yeah, I'm a hundred percent agree with you on everything you said. You one of the rare people man, every time I mentioned Brazil to certain people and all those things you said, all those attributes that you and I pretty much agreed a hundred percent. Man, dudes be laughing me out the building. It's like if I said Harold Minor was as good as Jordan, y'all just didn't really see it. Man, niggas be laughing me out the building when I be like, man, Brazil is big and tough and rugged and has that attribute. He's a ball player. He's just, you know, man, laughing me out the building. So, uh, good to hear uh, somebody agree with me for a change. He definitely ain't no Seth Mitchell, man. People need to get, you know. Oh, yeah. Hey, no. don't, don't comp- no, Brazil is good. He's skilled. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he's big and strong. When you're big and strong and tough, y'all, you've got a, you've got a chance. You've got a chance, but as you said, he has been he has been slept by Joshua, so we're gonna see our well TKO by Joshua, and he was popping Joshua a little bit, right? Sort of, if I remember that fight, that was three he years ago. I mean, he was Joshua was winning, but like it took him a while to like you know it was a you know it was a TKO, like it was you know Brazil was in there, he was taking it, he was still yeah. trying to dish it out, and you know he's tough, man. I'm telling you, he could take a he could take an ass whooping, like. Um, you know he's he's very similar to Adrian Broner, but except for he actually throws punches. He throws some punches, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And anything on uh, you know the the rush the the steel hammer coming back. You think anybody wants that smoke? Oh yeah, because it's money. Anytime there's money involved, they'll, they'll take. Now you know if if I can fight Dillian White for five or. Well, uh, Vladimir for six guys will probably take Dillian White because um, you have a better chance with him. But if it's a, a substantial amount of money, yeah, come on, man, these dudes are gonna take that money and take their chances with Vladimir. Uh, but also, you know, it's been, you know, it's going on two years since that fight. So, I mean, you're over forty years old. I mean, you know, you if you're gonna come back, man, you better stick around for 
you know, a little bit longer, maybe try to do a George Foreman tour, you know, but don't, you know, this in and out of boxing stuff, that ain't going to work, man, because even though you fought a hell of a fight against AJ, you know, that was coming off a year and a half, and maybe that had a little bit to do with you not being sharp enough to finish AJ off when he was hurt and gassed. I mean, AJ should have got stopped against Vladimir. I know people are going to forget that, but AJ should have been stopped in that fight. And Vladimir let him off the hook. So if you're going to come back, man, you need to stick around for a little bit. You know, iron sharpens iron, you know, stay active, stay in the gym, take some fights, and then try to, you know, try to get these belts. But, you know, the science has been running through Vlad. You know, they've been, you know, Vlad's probably been hooked up to machines over there. Pumping his blood through exactly. him and everything, you know he's got that boy's got that Russian science over there. And you know what I say? It's either like science say Vlad left him off the hook, or it's AJ's kudo. So it's either glass half empty or glass half full when you look at that. I've always attributed that fight in the instance of um, Vladimir having AJ really hurt. I either I've attributed that to AJ's durability. It's been a kudo to AJ in my perspective. But you know, opposite side of the spectrum, you could be like, "Hey, it's a a takeaway from Vlad letting him off the hook and Vlad not being able to finish." So it's definitely a, a, a way. It depends on how you look at that whole instance. I've taken it as me saying. I'm strong on AJ because of that, you know? Yeah, but usually... I think that's a little, um, bit, of, a little bit of all three. Well, I, I mean, a little bit of both. You know, uh, he should have stepped on the gas, but, you know, these are big guys hitting you, and if and AJ was trying to punch out of it and get out of there, I think it was a little bit of both. I think he could have won. He should have. He probably should have won, but he didn't. So I always give. Hey, after after it's done, I'm not gonna take. He he survived, so I give it to AJ. He won. I give him the whole the whole thing. Yeah, he gets the credit. No, I mean he still gets the credit. I mean a lot of guys might have because he did a good job. He did do a good job of. Uh, if you watch that fight again, Vladimir kept trying to time him on that lead hook. That lead left hook was missing it all night, and you know when he was hurt. Uh, uh, Vladimir was trying to set it up, set it up, and he just kept missing. So you got to give AJ credit because he kept ducking the hook, ducking the hook, and you know you got to give him credit on uh, on that. But also you got to say if it's a forty-something year old guy coming off a year layoff, we all know one thing about inactivity. What it probably what it affects the most is your timing. So maybe if he would have been staying active, that hook would have he would have been able to time that hook better, cap, caught him with that hook, maybe knocks him out. So, it could, like you said, it could go either way. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with both of y'all on that. Um, only thing left we got to talk about is uh, Pac Manny, uh, May Pack 2. I don't really want to talk about that. I don't think anybody cares. Well, I say that, but I don't think anybody believes that that's going to happen. I'm sure if Manny Pacquiao and Floyd, they do get the fight. It'll be a big event. But – I think Floyd is actually really retired. Uh, y'all got anything on this before before we close this out? Anything? I ain't got nothing, man. Why not? I mean, Good I don't money, care about money. that fight. I mean, they can get their money, yeah, but, I mean, I have no interest. I mean, 
welterweight division is hot right now. So I rather if those guys don't want to get in the mix and fight, you know, the younger guys, whatever you want to call it, then I'm I'm just not interested because it's not like I think anything would change in a rematch. So um, I don't really care for watching it. I, I I agree with you to a certain extent. Now I think we'd all watch it if it came around. So I'm, I bet you 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 wouldn't you ain't you wouldn't get the pay per view when it's time to get it. Not ordering it. Oh no. Oh no. See, I, I'm ordering. But see, here's the thing. This is why I always felt there needs to be a senior circuit in boxing. And you can have senior circuit divisions. Who wouldn't want it to see Floyd Mayweather Sr. versus Ruben Guerrero? Come on. We need a 65, a fucking 55 through 65 division. These old dudes still want to scrap. Now we need a division for the Floyd Mayweathers, the Marquezes, the goddamn Pacquiao, the El Terribles, the Barreras. They still want to fight. They just don't want to have to fight these young boys. You think Julio Cesar Chavez don't still, that motherfucker still want to fight. If you, we need a division for a motherfuckers every tier. You know, Mayweather and them, what is these motherfuckers? 40 through 46. 42, Them yeah. guys can fight each other. We need these divisions in boxing, man. I've been saying it for years. I just don't got no pool. Uh, but if this happens, man, there's money to be made. We need this. Well, they're not letting Yeah, Floyd Senior needs to start picking fights with people around his age, man. For real, because... I mean, I don't want to see him keep getting dropped, you know? <laughs> you know? I mean, Boy, <laughs> Cedar needs to chill out with that. Yeah. He needs to chill out with that yeah. stuff, man. You know what I mean? So, taking on dudes 20 years younger than you and stuff like that. So, trying to always show that, oh, I still got the speed. I still got it. You know? It's like, nah, man. You need to sit your old ass down, man. For real. So, yeah, I agree. I think that would be nice. I think that would be – and actually, that would be entertaining, like, to see another old guy versus another old guy. But, you know, the – the old guy versus young guy stuff kind of gets old, you know, because for the most part, we know what's going to happen. Now, every once in a while, we'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, Manny Pacquiao going to beat Broner. It don't matter that he's way younger, you know. Uh, but for the most part, the old guy is gonna is set up to lose, you know. And, that, and so why not just put another old guy versus an old guy and make, a, make for entertaining fights? No, I'm I'm 100% with that little seniors division. We can get the, some good fights. And like you said, they do want to fight. But 65, I think they need to shut it down. I don't want to see nobody die out there. But that's an excellent idea, JP. Um, but like you said, we ain't got no pool, so we can't make shit happen, man. But that's all we got, man. I think we're going to end it on that. Tom, um, you got anything before we before we burn out of here? Um, I seen some quotes, you know, from your boy Canelo talking about, oh, I might lose or something like that. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think your boy worried, man. You, you already know I don't think he wanted to fight. You know, he got he got forced into the fight, but it seems like he's trying to get his mind ready for the, the potential of himself losing. You know what I mean? He knows. This is going to be a hard fight, man. This ain't no... Uh, you know, easy work or whatever you're trying to call it, man. This dude knows no. he, he, if he's not if he's not on point, man. I mean, I agree. Yeah. But here's the here's the interesting thing. We now I think it's 
we've concluded that you have to do incredibly well to beat Canelo on the cards. And we know Daniel Jacobs ain't going to do that good, okay? But Daniel Jacobs could very well beat him slightly like many people felt Daniel Jacobs beat Gennady Golovkin. So, like, I'm I'm not sure of the fight, the, the deal Canelo did with the zone. How many fights is that deal? Be, what I'm alluding to, what I'm getting to is that I feel like this is, like, a lot, really fast. Now, we got Rocky Fielding first. That's about par, you know, for what I think is going to happen. Now, Rocky Fielding is actually below the level of competition. I think even, like, when I say Tyson Fury's about to get a, a underhanded pitch thrown to him, Rocky Fielding is, like, crazy low ball. But to come right next with Daniel Jacobs, a full, a guy who's been fighting at 160 for quite a while, Man, this is this is you know this. Hey, Eddie Hearn over there, he ain't giving his guys softballs now, because this ain't an easy fight, and Canelo could very well look bad in this fight. And then what do you do with him the next time out when you got to give him a, a basically a robbery? Because you can't see Daniel Jacobs winning this fight unless he knocks him out. I mean, I just can't imagine it. It's too much money behind hey, Alvarez. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, true. I know. Yep, I know. I know all the situations. But stranger things have happened, and let's not be so pessimistic, man. You know what I mean? You know, let's let's hope for you know, uh, you know that that the judges finally can get get it right. Now, if he wins, he wins. I mean, if Canelo wins the fight uh, by knockout or by decision, clearly he deserves the fight. But sounds like it sounds if, like you Jacobs fans are building in an excuse already. I don't want to hear it. This is about to be easy. There's work. no excuse. Unanimous, no unanimous decision. If not KO, probably KO. Canelo. He ain't knocking nobody out, bro. He ain't knocking nobody out, bro. He's, he's, already, not he's already been knocked out by a foreigner. He's already been knocked. Hey, out that by was a foreigner, long time ago, and. We all know God what it was like. Let this nigga live. That was so man. long ago, Willa. Come on, man. Hey, you tend your chin, Hey, I'll put it to you like this, though. I'll put it to you like this. Your boy has a better chance of getting stopped than Jacobs does in this fight. Who's my I'm boy? talking about this fight specifically. Specifically. Man. In Jacob this Canelo Jacobs fight. Your boy, I'm telling you, he's got a better hey. chance of getting. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he will Hell stop no. him. I'm saying. He's got a better chance of stopping. Because I did see that little redheaded midget get hurt by Golovkin late in that fight. Wait, hold on. You you must be forgetting that Sergio Mora put Daniel down. You also forget that. It happens. It it happens. But but remember, Canelo got dropped by Jose Cotto. And people forgot that. Saved by the ropes. That was supposed to be a knockout. So did he get dropped? How old was Canelo? 17? Oh no! See, that, that's that's old, the Manny Pacquiao though. logic. Remember, remember Manny Pacquiao <laughs> hey, got stopped was, this back in the was day. Thirteen years old. He ain't get <laughs> hold dropped. Hold on, hold on. He even get dropped. No, but no, he ain't even, he ain't even Manny the Pac- canvas. So what are we talking about? It doesn't. Oh, no, it's the, the rules. Second. Rules are the rules. The rules are the. Did did, did, did Floyd get dropped by uh, Zab Judah? No. Yes, oh, he did. Man, that's debatable. No, debatable. No, the gloves at the canvas. Did they count it? Did they count it? Debatable. Now it uh, so if it's not so if it's not counted, that means it never happened. Yeah, it's on tape. Shit, hey, hell yeah, it does mean that. Hell yeah, it mean that. 
It happened, man. People can say whatever they want. But he ain't never they they didn't have to start counting. So so you never watched an NBA game? You never watched an NBA hold on. You never watched an NBA game and saw some crazy calls not be called? And be like so that didn't happen? So you come I watch James Harden every day. He ain't traveling. Oh, okay. James Harden. He ain't to travel. So it happens. James hits you with the pop, 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 and shoot it. Four steps back. <laughs> they don't call it. Remember when? Uh, remember not back against your team. Remember against your team not too long ago, and they they luckily got the game because James Harden hit a big shot. Remember when Kevin Durant was like six feet out of bounds and they didn't see it, so he wasn't out of mm-hmm. bounds. No, he was out of bounds. Not 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 in the history book. So so it happened. Canelo got dropped, and Floyd Mayweather got dropped. So I got hey, it is what it is. Books, did Canelo get dropped? In the history books. Well, he got dropped. When I they thought. write about – Hell no. That's what boys are going to say, but in the history books, that ain't going to be there. It's going to be like, but I see him get dropped. They're going to be like, well, let's go to the history books, old nigga. Hey. <laughs> Floyd ain't <laughs> never touched <laughs> the camera. Floyd ain't never touched the Floyd never touched the canvas either. But – the Lakers beat the Kings that year, and Tim Donaghy then came out and told everybody, "Nigga, we was cheating." It still counts. Don't nobody get. Oh, it still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right about that. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna act like it didn't happen, though. You know what I'm saying? So, but <laughs> it happened. I am. But, hey, it is what it is. It's called corruption. It's called corruption. It's called incompetence. That's all. Yeah, it's called the human situation eye, you're right. Hey, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but I'm saying this. In this fight specifically, he's got a better chance what? of getting stopped than Jacobs does, man. It is well, what it ain't is. No I don't I'm, not saying either of, hey. I'm not saying either of them are going to get stopped, but if there I was am. one, it it'd is be him. What it, is. it is what it is. I'm saying Canelo going to knock that motherfucker out. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not going to tell you what round right now, but that's why I'm rocking with, man. But yeah, I you just don't like him because he punked Charlo. It's all good though. He didn't punk Charlo. I don't. Hey, and, and, but I just know somebody. Where's he that at though? Where, 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 by the way, where they at? Hey, by the way, who where knows? they at? You know? Who knows? They, I think they've been real quiet since they both looked horrible. Where they at? They have. They need, yeah, they need to get an ESPN they get, deal. They get build back, up that they, brand. They get back on the grind. It's grind time. You need to get back on it, dog. Yeah. Jamel probably yeah, stopped crying since then. He probably just stopped crying from the loss, though. You know, you took it hard. He took it hard. Yeah, he wanted to pay yeah. Hey, just, Tony that's Harrison, the best man. That probably happened to him, dog. That's probably Tony the best Harrison, thing that happened man. to him, dog. And watch. That fight, that fight ain't going to be easy work for him in the rematch either. It could go either way. No, it's, it's going to be. Rematch. It's gonna, no, it's going to be easy work. It's going to be easy work. Oh, okay. Tony Harrison. That's not just Tony Harrison. That's a shame. But we ain't seen him Jesus yet. Jesus Christ. We ain't seen him since either. But yeah, JP, you got anything before we get out of here, man? No, man, I'm good. I might try to get on and do a little uh, late night rant on the Lakers and that situation. Talk about uh, the magnificent James Harden, man. I'm just blown away. So, Woola, uh, you feeling that motherfucking uh, YouTube video, YouTube channel I shot you? It's dope, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been checking it out. Yeah, it's real good. I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. So watching that man really make you appreciate James because man, well, I watched, and I've heard Skip, I watched, 
85% of the games anyway. I don't have to – I already appreciate it. But I like watching it. I like breaking it down. I can watch the other games too, see if anybody else doing anything like that. And then, so then uh, now that only guy closest got, they got you, from Utah. You able to see what James is doing with you when you had our YouTube channel? It's just something you ain't never seen before, man. Motherfuckers better take it in. And I'm not a Harden fan. I'm not a rock. Definitely not a Rockets fan, nigga. I'm. So 87, I think, is when Ralph Sampson tipped that shit in. No, it wasn't 87. Um, what was that? 80? 85. Man, I had to be four years old. I'm 37. I still remember the heartbreak in my household. Look, so in 85, 85 was a great sports year. 85, we had, um, what was it, Sugar? Was it, oh, shit, was it Hagler Hearns? I think it was Hagler Hearns. Or no, Sugar Ray Hagler. Um, man, I can still remember the household. I don't remember the fight, of course, being a very small child. But you can remember the excitement in the household. And when Ralph Sampson and the fucking Rockets tipped that shit in and put the Lakers out, I remember sadness around my house. So I'll never, ever, ever, ever be a Houston Rockets. You know, uh, just wanted to say, man, you know, Laker fans, you know, you're, you know, Laker Nation, man, you know, I feel for y'all, man, you know, you guys had a lot of high hopes, you know what I mean, but the truth of the matter is, is your young players ain't that good, and your management is even worse. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all ain't going, you know, y'all ain't going, y'all ain't going to get nowhere, man. You know what I mean? And then LeBron being like the type of dude he is, you know, kind of hard to deal with and trying to, and trying to be the G the GM player coach. That's an issue too. So, um, yeah, yeah we'll see. I'm a rant about it, man. If y'all, if y'all up tonight, I'll probably get on about nine thirty, ten o'clock. I'm a rant in my sorrows. So check it out, man. All right. That's a bet, man. So we'll catch y'all on Sunday. I'm sure uh, RC will be back to break down the fights. Want to thank my man Sam again for coming through. JP, of Sorry, course, Sam. and then Janelle putting in Janelle putting in a little work in the at the beginning of the of the show. He's still on, but he ain't on. I don't know what the hell Janelle doing. Probably getting up figure forward or something like that. But I'll holler at y'all. We'll holler at y'all next week. Share, do all that good stuff, man. Outside his boxing podcast midweek. We'll catch y'all. Peace. <laughs>